This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello and welcome back to Game Changers. This week I'm joined by two lovely engineers to talk all things women in STEM. Maisie's come back from last week, she couldn't get enough, and I've got Damaris, who's also a CUT's first year engineer. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy. So as I said, we're going to be talking about women in STEM, and I'm joined by two lovely engineers. We've got Maisie again from last week. Hey! Hello. And Damaris. So do you guys just want to introduce yourself? what you're studying, you're, well obviously you're both engineers, but obviously we've got Maisie. Hello, uh, so I'm back again, um, and I am, <laughs> I know, can't keep me away. So I'm Maisie, I'm from Ken, and I'm also studying engineering, and I'm from Cuffs. Um, I'm Damaris, and I'm also from Cuffs, and I'm also doing engineering. Woo! Um, STEM is obviously like, there is a lot of changes that happen, because I even know myself, I know third years, so I was talking to a third year chemist and they were saying in their class group there was only two girls. Obviously there's a big difference now, but I just wanted to know your experience around how you got into engineering and how you got into the thought of actually going into a STEM subject. Because I think there is still a taboo around it, although it might be discreet and it might be over, there's still a taboo or like an assumption that girls don't go into that field. So was there any pressure? Did you ever feel like you were deviating from something that was expected? Or do you think that it was actually, there has been so many changes that you never felt any negative effects? Um, so the way that I got into STEM was like, from a young age, I was always into sort of math and science. So yeah. it was sort of, um, not like my predetermined path, but something that I always lent towards. Um, and then as I've got older, I'm thinking about university, uh, my dad was like reading the paper one day and he was like, oh, they're, you know, they're crying out for female engineers. Mm. Um, and then he was like, you should really consider that because that's something that you're, it makes yeah. sense because yeah. I'm doing maths and physics at sixth form. It would be sort of like the automatic career path that yeah. goes yeah. So I thought, oh, you know what, I'll look into it. And like, it turns out that I was, it was something that I was really interested in. So I just yeah. applied to it at university. In, in your sixth form, both of you, was there a difference in the class? So the genders in the class, do you think there was a heavier... I mix. I went to an all-girls school. Oh, that's okay. an applied. Mm. Did you? I went to an all-girls yeah. school, but my sixth oh, form was mixed. That's interesting. Yeah, in the in the sixth form, uh, in my physics class, it was two and two, and same with my maths, it was me and another boy. So Only four of you. Yeah, four. Yeah. Are you joking? Yeah. yeah. Wow. How small was your school? I know because um, I did my school was sort of mixed A level and IB. I did IB, oh. so it's thirty of them in the cohort. Oh so, wow. That's really small. That's quite good actually. Yeah. It's really good. Less pressure. Yeah. Mm. And we're still like. 10 of us doing physics or something. There were quite a lot. And I know the year below me, there's, I think about 20, because they put everyone in the same class. Um, mm. It was a timetabling. And I remember looking at uh, lower sixth class and there were so many people. It was kind of like unmanageable, yeah. which is obviously really good because it means yeah. loads of people are doing STEM, but there were a lot of them. Yeah, it's quite interesting good. because like I was so fifth year in Northern Ireland is like whenever you're doing GCSEs. And I did a BTEC in engineering just because I thought, you know what? bump up those points mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. whenever I was doing my BTEC engineering there was only about three or four girls and the rest boys mm -hmm. but then as you got to lower sixth there was more people taking maths but there was still such a divide and then even like if you look at women in STEM versus men in the more holistic things like food tech mm -hmm. there was only one boy that did food tech so I, I found that I was in a very like traditionally mixed grammar school and for me, it would have been, although it wouldn't have been hard to say I want to be an engineer, 
it was a very much dominated by men still. So I was just curious, like in terms of your aspirations or like inspiration, sorry, was it in school or did you find it externally more helpful? Like was, was there more stigma attached to it out that you were aware of outside of school? Or is that something you never came across? I don't really think I ever came across that. I always found that my parents were leaving like articles on the table about women in STEM from a really young age. It's kind of like a little, you know, like a subconscious so push cool. kind of yeah. thing. I don't yeah. even think they realised they did it. Mm. Um, and then my school, I think partly because it was all girls, it was just quite normal to have, as it is in any school, have people who are lean more towards science and people who lean more towards humanities and arts and things. Yeah. So because it was, there was no gender issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like quite normal, and I never really felt there was any stick. Like, I still don't feel because I think really you've got quite. A, there's quite a lot of people doing engineering now, and I think it has changed a lot in Durham. And there is a lot of opportunity for both gender types. But then, I think, and that's from a very there is in Durham there is not that everyone went to a very privileged school, but everyone has a relatively privileged background. I think where you see the most disparity is young girls working class or effectively homemakers things like that and it's probably difficult to see like so there was for context there was a Durfest post saying there is a gender difference in girls ability do you see things like that and get a bit frustrated because I'm sure you guys are still the top of your class or like not that you're top of your class but you're still on par with the boys do you see things like that and is it disheartening or is it frustrating yeah, I'd say it's quite frustrating because yeah. it shows that people still have those sort of um, ideas that they're holding on to. Um, it's still like quite ingrained in society. Um, but at the same time, they're the one with the problem. We're, you know, we're sitting here, we're doing engineering at university. Yeah. We've got here like, off our own backs mm. and they're sitting there typing on their keyboards so yeah. and crying about it. Yeah, because a lot of that was centred around positive discrimination. So if you don't mind me asking, have you applied to any like female only scholarships or female only um what they call spring weeks things like that like warehouse no, groups no, you haven't no. so that's that a lot of people say that's an issue with women with stem is that now there's so you'll have your your work experience that's for everyone and then you have work experience specifically for women i was just wondering where your standpoint is on that do you think that's a good thing do you think that's a negative move mm. do you think it's perpetuating the stigma and causing this segregation between boys and girls and stem or do you think it's something that will finally make a balance in the workplace i think it should be the stuff like grad schemes especially now that there are more women in stem and like it has been a push for quite a long time mm. i think grad schemes sometimes like i can see how people would think that is having female only grad schemes is a bit or like work experience is a bit, I know people might feel that's unfair. So I think it should be more pushed to have those when people, when uh, girls are younger, mm. when you're like actually getting into it. Because I know now that since I'm studying it, I'm realistically going to be an engineer. And like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to not try to apply for male, like not male, uh, yeah. mixed grads. Yeah. So if there are to be female only, I think they should probably shift them to a younger age mm. just to stop like, then it will even it out eventually, I think, instead yeah. of people then thinking it might swing the other way. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. I think there was like there was traditionally this underlying bias that, and as well like the kind of fear of. I think it's in every workplace. If you hire a woman, she might go off to have a baby at some point, or there is still that 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 
identity, your identity is, is associated with your job based on your gender rather than your ability. And I think now we realise that girls are very able, very capable, mm -hmm. but it's just structurally getting them in the workplace. So is that something that you are aware of and you're quite, like, I feel like engineering's competitive anyways, any job in STEM is very competitive because you have to be very on tune, a lot of experience and start that from an early age. Is that mm -hmm. something that you feel like you have to, it's almost you have to prove yourself in these earlier years of education? I'd say so. Uh, I'm not really sure it's a good question to be very, like from my experience anyway, I haven't really felt the need to sort of push harder. Yeah. So I feel like I've always sort of been able to keep up with the boys. I know you shouldn't say I'll oh, keep up with the boys yeah. I was below, but um, I haven't felt the need to sort of go above and beyond mm -hmm. just to, oh, I'm a woman, I can do this. Because it's sort of like, why should I have to prove to the boys that I can do it? I should be yeah. able to do it anyway. Yeah, I find that like when people say stuff like, oh, girl, like women aren't good enough, I'm like, okay, yeah. Maybe I'm not like that. Going back to that dare first, yeah. Like when people say like, oh, maybe they're not as good. I'm like, oh, fair enough. I'm probably not as like high as the boys in this like scheme. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't do as well as them in this, but like realistically, I probably did. Yeah. And so like when we're kind of thinking about that, it's like I'm probably not below the boys, but it's like I always, I'm always like, oh yeah, I probably am. Okay, fine mm -hmm. then. Because that's my worry. It's like things like that post. Although everyone is easy to like laugh off and say that's ridiculous. That's one. That's one voice amongst the majority. It's still to me, if a girl that is younger is seeing that, that can affect mm -hmm. her choice in GCSE. It could affect her choice in A level. Mm -hmm. It could affect how she perceives herself. Because there are a lot of in traditional communities, there's a there's still that fear of the girl being successful and the girl being on par with the boy. We're not saying that girls have to be taking over that patriarchal structure, but it is innate in our society that patriarchy is still part of, of what we accept. Mm -hmm. um, and it's quite interesting. Like, I was wondering how you guys negotiated it because obviously I do education. We do a lot on gender studies in it. And there is the more successful a girl is in her education, there is, some people find a correlation between them being hyper-feminine outside of it and then you become quite degrading in your own ability. So is that something you struggled with in terms of if you pride, if you have pride in what you've done, people would either see it as vanity or you would make a joke out of it before people could even assume that you were confident in your own educational ability? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, um, say if, um, if I did well, yeah. I, I wouldn't sort of like claim that. I'd feel a bit, yeah, like you said, a bit vain. I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd feel a bit uh, arrogant about doing that. So I sort mm. of make a joke out of it. Mm. And it's always going for the joke option. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, always. Mm. So they say that apparently like, people react, if, if, if you're a girl, obviously it's different now, like it's changing, it's disappearing, but they either perpetuate this hyper-feminine, I'm a girly girl, lipstick, always flirting with boys, or they go for the opposite, where they're like really degrading and they take on this like, oh yeah, I am a nerd, like joking about it. And it's it's quite does I I think it's quite sad that that we're still at that point where although there is so many structures that tell us it's okay, in our in our own heads we're still so disparaging about our own selves. So is that something that we're trying to like at university, obviously it's a bit different because everyone's a bit more liberal, everyone is more accepting, and I think there isn't that much of a difference. So that's something you still come to terms with in terms of having confidence in your own in your own ability. I 
definitely like the confidence in my inability thing, but I try not to think about how my course affects like my personality. Yeah. Like I'm really aware that like, yes, I do engineering, but that's exactly the same as being like, yeah, I do education. Like that's yeah, like, yeah. I'm very much like, oh, that doesn't really affect who I am. Like, I think I was saying to Maisie a while ago, like, I'm not a typical like woman in STEM, mm -hmm. but also what what, what is a typical woman, woman yeah. in STEM? Yeah, because I think you said that to me as well. That's yeah. when I asked you to do the podcast because I was like, there is still that image of a woman in STEM that's like either butch or like either really nerdy and locks herself yeah. away. But it's like, no, like, yeah. <laughs> that's just not like I always say that, and then I actually go back on myself. I'm like, what did, what did I mean by that? Yeah. I don't mean anything. But is it almost like a little bit of protection where you go, I'm all of I'm like, I'm not like most girls. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Then I can feel like maybe if I don't do so well, I'm like, oh, well, I'm not a woman in STEM, you're not a typical one, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Maybe. I've never thought of it in that way, but. Mm -hmm. so, it's cute. Yeah. Like, now that you said about, um, sort of like, um, like degrading like yourself, about like, putting yourself down, mm. I've never thought about that. But now you said that. I feel like I do that. Yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm a proper nerd, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like, it's really interesting to, to think of that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like also as well, because I, in, in, I, I think I'm a bit different because I've taken like a little bit of a break out and I'm very much centered around like what I can do, knowing my own ability. Mm. But I feel like STEM, there is still that comparison between girls and boys. Whereas other, other departments have kind of changed to, what, what's your social structure so like if you come from a working class background we'll give you um we'll give you offers that are like a bit lower so that you could develop yourself in an environment that's better but i feel like in stem in man's engineering all of them the focus is still on gender so how do you feel like because of that you you get more pressure to out succeed boys or do you are, are you do you think there is a culture that's actually no each individual has a different ability or are they pushing the comparison. I, well, I'd say in our sort of home, I don't think there's any pressure with the other boys. But at the same time, like going back to sort of like uh, contextual offers and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, That's what they're called, sorry. I'm like, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, done my research. <laughs> so, like, um, it some, sometimes it feels a bit condescending and like it makes you question, am I only here because I'm a woman? Like, why? Yeah. Do you know what I mean, if they're yeah. giving out lower offers, for women, I don't they do because that's yeah, I don't think, yeah, yeah, but, um, for like low income or like socioeconomic, yeah. like, I've got a contextual offer because of that, yeah. Um, but it's it feels a bit condescending sometimes, like mm -hmm. you're only doing it all because of who you are, not like your actual ability. So, I, yeah, I've spoken to a few people about them, and they were like, at the time, whenever they're in their home environment and they can you're in the physical environment so you know you have been disadvantaged like it is a social fact mm. but then they come here and you hear that negative tone around the contextual offers you hear that almost laughing it off it is really hard to realize you are worthy of that place because people out of ignorance or out of not knowing what their language can and their rhetoric can do to other people's perceptions of themselves mm. will be disheartening you without realizing and it is just from ignorance but i do think that like statistically if you look at it, people who've got who've got contextual offers are more likely to finish their degree than people who don't that's just because they knew that they were adamant they were going to get a degree because they want to better themselves mm. and i think that kind of leads me on to the next question i had it was do you look at the workplace as something that's exciting and inviting 
or is it something that you know you're going to have to graft to get into? Like obviously everyone has to graft to get their place, but do you still feel like I'm I'm, I'm going to find it harder than a boy, or do you feel like actually things are changing? I'm like terrified about it. I don't know if you're the same. I don't know if it's just me. Three years at all. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like calling my mum. Like, hi, does anyone want to have a placement for two years' time? Like, I'm so scared. That's so scary. But I, I think I'm probably nervous because I always thought that it's gonna have to. I'm gonna have to work that little bit harder to get where I want to go and be where I want to be. But I'm really hoping that by the time we get there, it will be four years down the line. It'll be fine. Yeah. So I'm hoping it will be a bit more. Mm. It won't like it won't be as hard. It will be people will just look at you as your ability, not who, yeah, your gender course. or where you come from. Like just yeah. look at your ability and be like you are fit for the job. Mm. But so hopefully that will be fine. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like that's my opinion of like the workplace. Maybe Robbie obviously don't work, but um, <laughs> so like, she's unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, like my perception of it's quite quite rigid. Like it's. Especially like the hierarchy up up the top levels, um, like very male dominated and quite set in their way. So I'm a bit like going into that. How do I sort of adapt to that? Because you know you you've got to adapt to yourself. You can't change the workplace you're going into. Do you know what I mean? And it's out. But then is that the problem where yeah. each individual yeah. feels like they can't change the workplace? Mm, true. So then it just keeps carrying on, carrying on. Because my mom does a lot of work with women in business, but. The frustration she has is women in business it's just for women so then when are you when you take it's as if you're taking the issue of there's no equality so let's bring women out of it and give them a route of opportunity instead of going why can't we all go the same route mm -hmm. despite because there is still that although it might not be a glass ceiling anymore there is still the fear that at one point you're going to be like stagnant in your career because of your gender is that something that you are aware of, or is it something that you think, Joe, you know what, by the time I'm finished, there's going to be a lot of work done that will change that? Well, I think the sort of the way that society's going, I think yeah. there's massive improvements. Yeah. Um, so I hope you like, continue to improve, mm -hmm. and by the time we're like, in the middle of our careers, because like, I, I want to help girls in STEM, yeah. I want to get them more into it. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully, like next generation will be basically equal. Like, I know it's probably won't be, but like yeah. it'll be close to as possible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was working. I did some work experience two summers ago at a big um, civil engineering firm, and one of the people I was talking to said that their it's not called exact, but I'm so used to saying that. But yeah. um, their like highest level, yeah. there were sort of ten of them, and he said there were seven girls in that oh, engineering firm in the like highest position, and that really, really shocked me. Yeah, because I hadn't that was before I even really obviously I was aware about the gender imbalance. Yeah, yeah. Because I was kind of 15, 16 I was just you know living my life, didn't mm. really hadn't really thought about it properly. That kind of really shocked me still. Yeah. So oh, that's how's that happened? Yeah. Like, how's, yeah. How's that happened? It also did feel a bit strange being like. It's not five and five, but obviously yeah. it's mm -hmm. whoever's fit for the job. So, yeah, ability. Like that's the, at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Judge me on my ability because it's not saying lessen the criteria for me because no one like. Yeah. And I think that's what the Dirtfest was trying to get out. Like, oh, they had a lot less criteria, but realistically, if you spoke to people, girls in STEM, they don't want they don't want you to think lesser of them mm -hmm. because yeah. of it. They they would rather be on par because. 
we know that you are as capable and sometimes more, sometimes less than boys because there isn't, there is not a mental difference. There isn't, there really, really isn't. And it's just the stigma surrounding it that is, that is the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of that stigma, obviously I know you guys probably didn't experience it, but do you think, is it the home, is it the school or is it the uni or is it like accumulation of everything? I think for me, it would be social groups. It would be especially talking to boys my own age and the way that they will still make subtle jokes. They will still talk about the industry in a way that like, oh, it's, it's better it's better for girls. That would slowly chip away at my confidence. So I just, but for you guys, was there anything that you were aware of? Like what institution was it that you thought is, was the most risky to say, I want to be a engineer? Definitely not uni. No. I feel like uni's been the best. I think probably for me, it's like, not definitely not school, but that's probably like the school that I went yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, very lucky yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say quite often home. Like if I was talking to my parents, friends, it was often with um, people older than me, so people my parents' age, not really people my own age. But they'd say, ask me what I was doing at uni, and mm-hmm. tell them engineering. And you go, oh my wow, that's yeah. so good that you're a girl doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think over time you're like. Is God, I, never even yeah. I was like, that. okay, because even though that's a good thing for them to say, like they're just being supportive. Yeah. And kind of are like, oh, I am a woman. Why am I doing this? I'm a woman. What am I doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the, I mean, it's quite lucky that that's probably the only stigma I've ever got. Mm. But that would be my main thing. People would just be like, oh, that's so good that you're a woman in engineering. Like, well done. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's like a bit patronizing. Well done. Yeah. If I was like, oh, I'm doing English, they wouldn't be like, wow. Yeah. Like, wow, a woman in England. Like that doesn't happen. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Really Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's easy. I'd say the same thing. Like yeah. whenever I went anywhere else, they would do um do engineering and really well done. What yeah. about the other parents? Like, how did they react? Because I knew, like, when I went through a phase, like I was like my tomboy phase. I was so <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do engineering, I'm gonna do physics. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the world through science. I'm really bad at science. Like, I <laughs> don't know why I wanted to do it. Barely scraped a pass. But it was like my nan was just like, are you sure you don't need your nursing? Oh, it's like, but that's but that's because she felt like it's a man's work. But like, it wasn't as if she was like, you're not capable. It was your life is going to be harder. Trying to protect you. Yeah, it yeah. was like, but then it comes across really mm. negative. So like, was that anything that you experienced? Obviously back home, like what, mm. what's your environment like back home in around engineering? Is there a lot of girls that went into it or? Well, in my school, uh, a lot of the girls did humanities subjects. So like history, English, mm. I went off to that university. So I think in my year, there was maybe about me and maybe two other girls that did engineering out of I think 180 of us. Mm. Um, so, you know, it is low, but I think like down recently, we went to an all-girls school, so there was a bit of a push towards uh, women in mm. STEM, and at, at home anyway. Like my parents, they're very supportive mm. of whatever I wanted, even if I didn't want to do engineering. But I'm so thankful they're so supportive that yeah. whatever I wanted to do, they'd yeah. be up for it. Mm. Um, so I don't think there was any sort of boundaries at home. Thankfully, but I know not everyone's like that. Yeah, you know and I mean? that is, yeah, because like that is something that you do recognise. Like, I think uni builds like in every aspect of everyone's personality. If you have a, if, if you have not a negative home environment, but mm-hmm. a judgmental home environment or a home environment that's got different ethos and the acceptance that's here, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to separate yourself from that to come to uni and pursue your own choices. 
and that I think that even goes into like sport, academia, what you wear, what you like, who you fancy, things like that. That is very people almost feel like they have to lead two lives. And one thing that I did actually want to ask you guys is like, I don't know how you feel about it. Like, obviously, it's a really rogue one. Right. But do you know how there's like a push for people in STEM? Yeah. Someone said to me as like the comeback to it. Well, why isn't there a push for more male nurses? Mm-hmm. Or why isn't there a push for more male primary school teachers? That's so true. And it was something that really, really yeah. stumped me. Mm. Yeah. I was just a bit like, I think there should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like I've never heard, heard that like thought process before, and that is that's so. I've never thought about that. Yeah, because no, why isn't that like, exactly? Mm-hmm. And then I was just a bit like, oh my god, am I an issue? <laughs> <laughs> am I sexist? <laughs> like, but like, it's obviously. I don't know because you always it's that assumption that's still there like boys well, don't want to be a nurse though but then I'm like if someone said to me girls don't want to be an engineer I'd be like right that's it outside off. earrings <laughs> off come on <laughs> but it's it, I, I don't know mm. like, like, reading that surface mm. that made me sort of bring up that issue I was like well why no I think there should be more drive for I don't know women in uh, not women men in sort of like English subjects like humanities yeah, languages yeah. for example but I don't know why there isn't because I think the focus has been on women for so long. Mm. Not that it, it's still a pressing issue, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I think it also needs to be sort of attention brought to uh, women-dominated fields as well, yeah, like nursing. Yeah, yeah. And like also, it's very easy. Like obviously, I've never experienced international education, but I also recognise that I'm very privileged to be in a UK education where the only thing I would experience is stigma. Mm. Whereas like if you go to other cultural context without calling any country down there would be threat of violence against you for even seeing things like driving or like even attempting to get an education so i think it is that like i know my privilege but i also know there is improvements to be made everywhere and it's just knowing where to start can be difficult because you're always not ignoring another aspect of it but not recognizing that for a particular moment mm. so i think that was like that was something that really stumped me because i was just a bit like how i don't know how i would combat that was yeah. it a boy or a girl it's like a boy okay a boy because i even think if i look in my like so obviously i do like sociology education sport sports a bit different but it is genuinely quite seen as feminine topics i look around and I know it's female dominators because mm-hmm. I think it's very like I also recognise it's very difficult for a boy to be like I want to be a poet or I want to be a primary teacher or a nurse and I I get that but because STEM is so integral in our society and at the end of the day we are in a marketized society it's capitalist STEM realistically is going to get me the highest pay yeah realistically yeah. And that pay gap will only lessen if we get the girls in the top positions. Um, so it's something that I did recognise in myself. I'm just mm-hmm. curious. Yeah. But I think if I feel like if a boy said, oh, I want to do English or like to be a poet, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think, oh, boys in poetry, that's really weird. Yeah. Obviously, there's so few famous poets doing that. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. like, I feel like if they said that, no one would be like, oh, that's so impressive. Like, well done you, like, go for it, let's help you, let's do all these, like, things mm-hmm. to help you. Whereas, like, a woman going to STEM, people are then like, oh, wow, let's do this, let's give you this grant, let's do this, let's join this society for women in STEM. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that would never happen the other then way around. It almost gets to the point where you're just like, I don't even want to say what I'm studying. Did you feel oh, that in pressures? Did you want to, so whenever people are like, what are you studying? Whenever I'm like, 
A girl? Yeah, there was, it's time reaction. Yeah, time. it is. Oh my god. It really it's is. Really. Really. Every single time I never know how to respond. How do you rate? What do you study? I do engineering. <laughs> oh my god, wow! That's so impressive. You're a girl. Yeah, there is a tricky one to, but I think overall there has been a lot of improvements and like I, anyone I've met in STEM has been so confident and like I, for me, even comparing different year groups slowly, it, you've started seeing more and more girls applying because that is the issue as well, like girls won't apply. So like now that they are applying and we get them in, like I think that's where the change will happen because you can only have a certain amount of structural change unless you have cognitive change as well, which yeah. helps people see themselves. But you're very confident girls. I just want to end on, do you have any final encouragements for the next generation or any tips how to, even if it's silly things about confidence or if it's like actual practical things like work experience or comparison between mm -hmm. genders or getting over that stigma? Uh, I'll just say, um, I, work experience, I think that's really important as well. Yeah. I also, I dropped out my work experience because I was too nervous, I'm really oh, sorry. Yeah. What, for engineering? No, I, no, just in general. Oh, I, was, okay. I was genuinely supposed to go into the bank with my mum and I was like, sorry, I can't do the social oh. thing. I, I did do work experience, I sacked it off. I sat at home for three days. <laughs> Sweet. I'm in. So <laughs> yes, do your work experience. Don't yeah, get too shy. Yeah, confidence. <laughs> confidence is key. Mm -hmm. Back yourself. Back like, yourself. Even if you're just like, if you do really well on a test, even if you just send it to like your parents, yeah. no one else. Don't tell anyone else if you don't want to. Mm. But just send it to one person who you know you'll be like, wow, like that's so good. Because I don't care what my parents think. Not obviously I don't care what my parents think of me. But so yeah. if I send it to them and they're like, oh, that's so good, well done, then I can sit back and like, I did yeah. do well. Yeah, you both so need to like, like, You both need to like. Don't be like the automatic reaction to doing well. I feel like it's like, aha, it's just a joke. Like, oh, I'll fail the next one. Yeah. yeah so you so like, oh. <laughs> like, you are actually clever gals. Like, no, you're here for a reason. You should just now sit in engineering just like, that's each other. Final question What are you giving up for Lent? Oh. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.